Welcome to the Excellence in Enterprise podcast, where I reach out to people I do not know, engage with friends, all for the purpose of learning about them, learning about what they care about, why they care about what they're doing, what they're engaged with from across multiple different industries and multiple different vantage points and viewpoints, all for the purpose of increasing my personal knowledge and kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to my work, my professional career. I want to draw from those sources and I thought you might be interested in hearing as well. So I hope you will join me on this journey. You can find me on YouTube, on Spotify, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'd love to engage with you. And I hope you enjoy this podcast interview um, engagement journey with me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number seven of the Excellence in Enterprise podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nandi Martin. And a very quick background, Nandi actually this is one of the questions i want to ask you is like how you got connected with cambria so what happened was i was trying to figure out how to get going with chosen candle and my sister cambria who's very much more connected socially than i am had a number of people that she put me in contact with and nandy and her sister carrie were two of the people who were just the most awesome and enthusiastic about helping us out with chosen and and sharing kind of what we were doing and we're just extremely supportive. And so that's how I first got kind of randomly connected with Nandy. And other than that, the only times that we've connected is when I reached out because we were talking, we we're trying to figure out how we wanted to do or develop like an influencer program. And so you uh, were gracious enough to give me like 40 minutes of your time at one point. And since then, we haven't talked as much. We still follow each other and interact here and there um, on Insta and whatnot. But barring all of that, I wanted to ask you to start off is if you could give us like a kind of a general background of where you grew up, what you were kind of into as a kid, and then how, where you're at now, because, you know, I, I have some questions because I was doing some quick research to try and, yeah. uh, you know, create a framework for, for understanding. But why don't you go ahead and give us a background? Yes. Well, hey, y'all. I am Nandy Martin. Uh, grew up in Southern Louisiana. Uh, to 200 parents, so very different. Um, not too many Latinos here in the South, so it was very different growing up. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I love where I'm from. I love being from the South. Um, everything about it, especially Louisiana specifically, is my absolute favorite. Um, growing up, I pretty much, I mean, I pretty much like to do just, you know, the basic stuff like any other kid going outside, you know, hanging out with friends, going to the movies, all that good stuff. Um, and then in school is kind of where uh, my whole like love for the, like entertainment and arts kind of came to be. Uh, I was in choir, like, I think it was like junior, no, middle school to like high school. And then um, took theater, like classes in high school, was in a play. And I just really loved performing. I was also um, a dancer, so I did dance growing up as well. So yeah, performing the arts entertainment was just like always my favorite thing to do more than anything else. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much like all I ever did growing up was just performing and, you know, just make things up. Like my siblings and I, we would, um, we would create like dances together. We put on like, uh, recitals and shows for our family. Uh, yeah, just really fun stuff like that typical things that kids do. <laughs> okay. And so then what are you doing 
kind of today and you're in your early 20s mid 20s right so yeah oh my gosh i'm now? like uh yeah so like mid late 20s uh <laughs> so today uh yeah so i'm pretty much just focusing on my career um i've been right now i'm kind of like in a bit of a waiting season i guess you can say uh there's tons of waiting in this career just to begin with um lots of having to be patient and you know just waiting around for you know the opportunities and the doors to open but yeah just trying to get you know creative in different aspects uh in music i've been writing a lot uh just working with you know different producers and you know connecting and and networking with different people like via social media because right now it's just so hard still like even though covid's not like super big like as much here anymore uh, it's still kind of hard, you know, to like connect with people like, in person. So social media has kind of been like the way to go. And uh, yeah, and then acting, just auditioning a ton. And I actually have some projects right now, like a few that uh, like fingers crossed, I get answers to soon um, for some like TV and film projects that I've been auditioning for. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so one question I had is, how did your parents end up in Louisiana as Hondurans? Like what's the story there? Yes. So it was actually my grandfather on my, so my, my mom's dad, uh, he was a cook on us naval ships. I don't know how he got this job. I'm assuming it was some time when he was in, uh, in Honduras got the job and yeah, he, he was a cook on US Naval ships. And so two of the ports that uh, his, the ship would land at were the port of New Orleans and the port of New York. So he actually, I'm like, I could have been a New Yorker, but he loved, he loved New Orleans. Um, and he would always say like, it just like the energy, the traditions, the culture, the food, even like the weather, it's very humid here whenever it gets like hot in the summer uh, was very similar to Honduras. So he loved it. So he literally, like, I think it was just like a few years later, decided to bring his family down. And my mom actually moved here when she was about 16. So she, her and her siblings have been here a while. Um, and then my dad, like, followed her just a couple of years later. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so what do your parents do now as in the reason I'm asking is how has that played or i guess the question is has that played any influence in both you and also you know carrie too um are kind of in yeah. acting and this whole kind of creative um creation mm -hmm. stuff so did that did your families you know, how did you guys get to that versus just kind of growing up and you know doing it yourselves yeah so it's really funny because neither one of my parents sings acts nothing like they're like that is not my style that's not my thing. Uh, they're actually in like the home development business. So my dad is a contractor and my mom is a real estate agent. Uh, so completely different, like very different than what Carrie and I do. Uh, and I think the one thing that I definitely got from them though growing up, uh, just it kind of like runs in my family, just like their work ethic, um, you know, being from a different country and coming to the United States, not knowing the language here, really i think inspired like my siblings and i my cousins and i like to just you know want to be better because i'm like okay if you were able to do it you didn't know the language you didn't really know what you were doing here um i should be able to do it you know so it really just like motivated me and encouraged me to always just like 
go after, you know, what it is that I want in life and not give up, you know, not, not let people or whatever it may be, you know, um, to discourage me and tell me that I can't do, you know, what I put my mind to. So yeah, it really like, they were just like my inspiration growing up for sure. Okay. So is, because this, I'm curious if that answers a different question I was going to ask, which is, is that the reason that you, you know, pursued and have continued to pursue and succeed in kind of the creative career path? Because, and the reason I'm asking, right, is uh, for those of us on the outside, it, yeah. we were told that it's very difficult to succeed. And it is not only just in terms of actually getting into shows and, you know, making those connections or TV or whatever it is that you're filming or whatever it is on the acting side, but then also in terms of the actual uh, career side and actually being able to make a living off of it. How, what was navigating that process like, and how did, you know, how have you pursued jumping those hurdles? Yeah, it's actually, I mean, my sister and I, we always talk about it. Like we'll always look back and reminisce on like when we first started in the industry, Uh, I was 17 years old. She was about 23. So we were fairly young, kind of like on our own in LA, like, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out. And I think for us, it was just, yeah, that determination, you know, kind of like what our parents had always like instilled in us and like our grandparents, they were like, don't stop, you know, going after the things that you want in life, you know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. Cause you know, of course, like people, people used to tell us like in school and stuff, I used to have, you know, girls would be like, you're not going to make it and stuff like that. And it would really, you know, it was really discouraging, but I don't know. I think, you know, having, having the family that I have who are really just like, you know, no, don't let people, you know, tell you that you can't do it really helped Carrie and I um, keep moving forward. You know, even though like we went through many ups and downs, this industry is not easy by any means, you know, people exactly what you said. Like some people think like, oh, it's just about booking the job and being on a cool TV show, being on a cool movie, which it is. And once you're on it, it's amazing. But yeah, the career and the process to get to the really beautiful moments, it's very, very difficult. So I think yeah, I think it's just all about, you know, having good people in, you know, in your corner and um, in your, you know, community, uh, just kind of like uplifting you and reminding you, you know, that even if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen, you know, just stay like determined, keep that drive and yeah, don't lose hope, you know. What sorts of sacrifices do you feel you needed to make in order to stay on that head down, nose to the grindstone, you know, just going through the, just working through the disappointments and things like that. What have you had to sacrifice? (laughs) I'm like, like every, I think every sacrifice ever. I mean, you know, first of all, like moving from Louisiana to California, mind blowing. I never thought that that would happen. Uh, That was the first time that I had ever moved anywhere. Um, so yeah, like being 17 years old away from my parents, away from my family, I had a boyfriend at the time had to sacrifice that relationship. So I think like family relational, like, you know, relate like relationally, like family friends. Um, and then, yeah, just, I don't know, like just kind of having to sacrifice, you know, like every want, every desire that I had at the time, you know, um, 
I sacrificed going to college because that was kind of the plan. Like I was, I was going to go to college, uh, like super determined to do that. And then this came up, um, kind of around the same time and I chose this career instead. So yeah, it was, it was tough, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like I, I had to sacrifice a lot of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's good. What gave you the confidence to pursue that path in the face of the sacrifices and the uphill climb? I think it was so, uh, Carrie and I, we actually went to an acting school. Like that's kind of like where this whole thing, uh, began. And I think it was, you know, also like the teachers, like our teachers, um, our peers, classmates, like everyone just always said, you know, like y'all are going to make it, you know, and that just like really encouraged us, uh, we were, you know, like there's not a lot of uh, actors and people in the entertainment industry in Louisiana. And especially at the time that we started, it wasn't really big. Like now you'll hear about like, oh, Hollywood South, you know, like there's tons of films uh, and, and TV shows being filmed here now. But at the time, you didn't really hear about that. So I think it was like just, yeah, the people that we were surrounding ourselves with, uh, the people at the school, the teachers, everything, uh, they were just very encouraging and they just kind of, always, you know, instilled that, uh, that encouragement of y'all are going to make it like, it may take a little while, but it's going to happen. And then seeing, you know, all the other success stories, all the other people that had come out from of that school, uh, with success, you know, and still even today, like they're very, very successful. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been I think learning lately is when, when I typically in the past have thought about creative people, which is to say people not like me because I'm not very creative. <laughs> um, it, it's, and I think it's one of the generally promulgated understandings of creatives is that they're more, um, they're maybe not as detailed or not as, um, focused or right they're they're in a creative world and there's nothing wrong with that but one of the things that i've been learning lately is i've been observing and learning about a few different creatives in different spaces and what i'm hearing from you is there is also an element to at least those that a certainly enjoy what they're doing and are trying to be successful with it in a career way versus like a hobby way maybe mm -hmm. um, is kind of a a certain level of determination and uh, commitment what is it like balancing between and, and maybe there isn't a balance maybe it's something natural but i'm curious as someone who leans maybe more on the less creative side but still dedicated side versus more creative what is it like balancing that determination that need for focus and you know hard work detail-oriented um commitment and the creative you know, natural creative side of things. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I hope I can answer this question correctly, but, uh, I mean, I think for me, so I feel like for me, like this, like the, the, you know, the whole entertainment industry, it doesn't even really feel like a job. Um, and so for me, it's just kind of like, I don't know it, the, the creative side just kind of comes naturally. Uh, I'm like trying to think how to like answer this properly. Yeah, I feel like it just kind of comes naturally. Like I've never really seen it as a job. 
Um, I feel like when people make it out to be uh, a job, it can become super, super stressful. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I feel like the, I don't know. I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to answer this question properly. <laughs> I'm no, like, I'm just... trying to like answer it, but then it's like not coming out right. Um, well, so like if, if, yeah. if you, if you have a project that you need to work on, right. Yes. There's an, uh, for instance, your song faithful, <laughs> which I listened to and I, I loved it. Um, Thank you. So yes, all of the reviews are accurate or the positive ones. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, right. This is a project that you have to work on and there are people yes. that you you know there's a team that is working with you to produce and develop this as a song right and so there are meetings there are details there's work that needs to be put in right to organize around this creation but then there's also the you know maybe more soulful mindful creativity behind developing the song and how I guess the question that I have is how does like the determination to work towards making a song uh, not clash with the natural evolution, creative development of the song that's coming from like more your soul versus like your head driving it? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So like, for instance, when I was doing Faithful and like, even I have a song right now that I've been working on. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I feel like it just kind of comes naturally uh i don't yeah like whenever i'm in the process of you know like writing things like that uh yeah it just kind of comes naturally so like i'll i'll start with the idea like the 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 essential idea of what i want the song to be about and then from there you know i'll come up with like the melody and then from like the melody we'll come up with the words and um yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole process, I don't know, like the the process, I, I definitely try not to ever, um, again, I don't know if this is like correct, but I, I try not to ever allow it to feel like work, even, you know, when it comes to, you know, like actually having to like uh, the business side of it, like, I, I don't know, for me, it, it never feels like work. I, I don't like to fully like stress over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. If what, that's do you, what do you feel like is the difference between the Nandy, the, the Nandy Martin who might be on the side or in one life is just creating these, you know, awesome, beautiful songs and kind of creates them for herself, right? It's mm -hmm. that's the creativity being unleashed in its own way. And the Nandy in this life, in this world, which does that, but also is applying kind of the business drive to actually creating it, turning it, at, you know, turning it into something and then putting it out into the world, you know, for the purpose of, I mean, obviously the creativity is important, but there's also an element there of career and, you know, developing, you know, making a living off of it and things like that. What's the difference between the Nandy in world one and in, in world one and the Nandy in world two? Honestly, I feel like there's not really a difference. Okay. Um, okay. like I've said before, I don't know, like for me, like even when it comes to like the business aspect of it, I mean, I guess I, I will say like when it comes to, okay, now it's like time to like release songs, stuff like that. I put like my little business cap on and I'm like, how many views do I need? How many shares do I need? Right. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think for me, like 
just essentially like, because what happens is if I put too much stress on the whole thing on the business side of it all, it, 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 does, it, it now becomes not fun for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's like, I, I like it for me, it's not just like a hobby, you know, it, it is like, it is my job, but it's also something that I really, really love. And so if I, if I kind of like make it out, oh no, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. It's, <laughs> like totally it's fine. just getting good. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's part of living uh, in the digital world. Yeah, seriously. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, just kind of like to wrap it up, um, I feel like for me, yeah, I, I try not to like fully put too much stress on it because for me in general, like it, it'll overwhelm me if I kind of like make it like a job, um, if that makes any sense. I'm like, I'm hoping that that makes sense, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I love it so much, you know, um, that if I, I feel like if I begin to like make it like super stressful and like make it feel like a job, it, it just becomes overwhelming. So I feel like there's really not much of a difference. I just kind of do what I do naturally. And then, I mean, by the grace of God, it just kind of works, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is an example that of of something that has been the most difficult for you to uh, relative to it stressing you out maybe, but you have to you know do it in order to move the project forward? I would say I think like once like the release date comes, uh, seeing like, okay, how many people are listening? Do people like it? I think it's just like, music wise, it's like the response. And I guess, I guess I would say the same thing, like with acting, it's like the response, you know, um, because for acting as well, if a show or a, a, a movie that I'm on doesn't do well, the ratings are bad. I'm out of a job, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's kind of where the business side of it may become a little stressful. Um, and same thing with music. If it's not doing well, I'm like, oh, no, now I have to wait for the next song that I put out. Or it's like, I have to figure out like, okay, how else can I market this? How else can I, you know, put it out, you know, into the world for, for people to actually listen to the song. So I feel like if anything, that would probably be the most stressful parts of it all. But even then, like I said, I try not to put too much pressure on it because if I do, it just becomes super overwhelming, you know? So I kind of, it's one of those things where it's like, once I, like, once it's out, I'm like, okay, it's out. And we'll just kind of see, you know, we'll just kind of take it day by day, you know, moment by moment. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. How did you originally get into, or how, how did you end up choosing and or accepting the pursuit of multiple creative paths and endeavors, right? And when, what I mean by that is, you know, there's music, there's acting, clearly different worlds, and certainly more so today, you know, obviously in like the, I don't know, I'm not necessarily great with timelines, but like the 1950s and 60s, right? The golden right. age of Hollywood, like all that kind of stuff. They were mixing both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So how did you end up kind of choosing to do both? And where did that come from versus falling into a single one and pursuing that only? Yeah, so music was actually... um the thing that like music has always been my number one 
so that was like really the thing that I wanted to strictly focus on. And the acting school that Carrie and I had gone to, uh, they required acting skills. So I was like, okay. I mean, I, I didn't really think that that would happen. I had always loved, like I said, I'd always loved performing. Uh, I took acting or theater classes in school. So it wasn't like a huge surprise, but I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think it, you know, I would do it. So, um, yeah, so that it required, they required to take acting classes. So we started with a five week course. And then from there we got asked to join them, um, in LA at their talent convention. And so they were like, so if you want to do the music side of it, you got to do the acting side of it. And I was like, all right. So we started, you know, intent doing intensives and, um, yeah, just kind of like growing our craft, growing that acting muscle. And I mean, it was very surprising because I feel like acting has always kind of come very naturally to me, even though it wasn't like my number one focus. Um, and I feel like that's what happens all the time. Like the thing that you don't really want, it always like ends up going so well for you uh, compared to like the thing that you actually want. So like music, it, it's taken a little bit longer than, than acting. But uh, so, yeah, I, I honestly, without even really wanting to do it um, or thinking that I would ever pursue um, a professional career in acting, it just kind of fell into my lap. And I mean, it's been a blessing. It's been really awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think like balancing the two, it, it is sometimes kind of difficult, but I will say what's really cool about, excuse me, about the uh, about the, the, the music aspect of it all is I've kind of been able to create my own schedule because I don't have like a music manager. I'm not signed to a label or anything yet. Uh, so I've kind of been able to like do things on my own, like as an independent artist, whereas with acting, I have my manager, I have my agents and they kind of, they kind of do it for me. So it's not as stressful as it seems. Um, they're the ones who send me out the auditions. I audition and then they kind of literally handle the rest. So, um, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been too difficult to balance out, but, uh, but yeah. When did you, when were you, when did you try and go into that school? How old were you when you were trying to get into that school? I believe I was, I think I was like 16. So it was literally like about a year before we officially moved out to LA. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and the reason I was asking is like when I was doing, I was doing some research um, I came across uh, Reverb Nation, which yes. you had an account or have an account on there with some songs. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, so I was, I quickly uh, listened to the Love Me or Leave Me. Yeah. And I liked it. I liked the beat. I, I liked <laughs> the flow of it. Um, and <laughs> oh my gosh. Good at times. I was disappointed I, I that the, the videos were private. <laughs> I was a little yeah. disappointed you privated the videos because I oh, thought that yeah. that would be interesting, yeah. but that's okay. Um, and you were like 18 ish, I think when you were, I, I think those? I was about, yeah, like 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the status that you had, which I thought was awesome was get ready world. Here I am here and now <laughs> with exclamation marks. And so <laughs> I'm curious. You, you, in our brief interactions in the, in the past and you know obviously even now you're one of the most vivacious upbeat people that that i've interacted with um and not that people can't get excited about things but yeah. sort of in terms of consistency 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious, you know, obviously going back to a while back, uh, you know, that was, it appears to have been a component of your personality. Is that something that has always been a factor of your personality or is that something that you feel like you've purposefully, you know, tried to pursue or what, you know, where does that come from? And like, what is that piece of you and what's your, you know, perspective on it? I feel like, I feel like, so yeah, ever since I was a little girl, I've always been just like very energetic, very bubbly, just like, you know, I guess very sweet. I don't know. I'm like not trying to pat myself on the back, but yeah, I've always, I've always had, um, a very high energy personality, very big personality ever since I was a little girl. Uh, but when I was like in school or like meeting new people, I was always kind of shy. Uh, so people didn't come to really know that side of me until they really got to know me. And then when I started, uh, at the acting school, that's where like, I feel my personality like really came out. Uh, cause we were kind of like put on the spot. They were like, okay, like, go ahead, do what you need to do, you know? And so I was like, okay, like I can't pretend to be, you know, someone that I'm not, or I, I can't like be shy right now, you know? Uh, so yeah, I feel like it was, it was at the acting school and just like acting and music and everything, like learning to perform in front of big crowds. That's kind of where I really, really kind of got out of my shell and, this personality that you'll see today. It's like, it was always there, but now she's, she's shining everywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like it was honestly just like a couple of years ago where I became comfortable, you know, enough to just be like, all right, here I am, you know, love me or leave me literally like the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, clear oh case in point, it was always there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Always. Okay. So what has been the hardest part of 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 be, you know i guess what has been the biggest challenge to you being that sort of person so i will say i actually i literally um i always tell like my family this especially my sisters i'm like man i have such a big heart for people and it's really good i feel like it's one of my greatest qualities and traits, but I feel like it's gotten me in trouble also. Um, I, I literally, I feel like having this kind of personality and like loving people so hard. Um, it, yeah, it's gotten me in trouble in the sense that like, I, I just always want to see the good in people, even when they suck, you know, <laughs> and yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've seen it in like, you know, friendships, relationships, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's good and it's bad. Um, so I have to be very cautious. Um, I feel like I, as I've gotten older, I, I try to stay a little bit more guarded when coming to like meet new people. I try not to give, you know, people like the full, you know, like open book story of my life. Um, where like when I was like younger, I feel like I was more open to doing that. And now I'm like, wait, I have to be a little bit cautious, you know, not let people in too quickly or too easily. So yeah, I feel like the challenge has just been that just, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to like, I want to, you know, talk to you and like tell you my life story. Cause for whatever reason, it's like, I, I, I become very trusting of people very easily. And, um, but yeah, you know, I, as, like I said, as I've gotten older, I've had to kind of like, you know, bite my tongue a little bit and be like, okay, 
I'll, I'll tell you the story later. Let's just get to know each other right now. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I mean, obviously I don't know, but I feel like to some extent that that is a natural or an element of the, a creative natural interaction with the world mm-hmm. is due to that openness, you creative people tend to be able to interact with the world and draw more from it than for inspiration. Like they're connecting with, you know, in in my opinion, you know, with their soul, with things that exist and whether it's the spiritual world or the natural world or, you know, human beings and, 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 and their essence and like, you know, their energy and things like that. And when you have that kind of creative open, it kind of goes hand in hand with being open because you have to interact with those things, which get swept under the rug for someone who maybe isn't as creative. Um, and I know like for me, I had to, I've had to, you know, especially in high school, um, I had to work and and college, (laughs) I had to work really hard (laughs) to actually then be able to interact with those sorts of things that didn't make me creative, but it like, in, in terms of like people talk about empathy, right? And mm-hmm. I would assume that you're someone who's relatively um, empathetic and, yeah. you know, people, people's attitudes and spirits have a, a substantive impact on you and you yeah. can feel that. And that's something that like I did not have at all, maybe intuitively as a kid, but like not really. And in yeah. high school, I had to like learn it um, through a bunch of like different difficult relational circumstances. And it, you know, I've gotten so much better at it and it became like a really strong tool. Um, but like the, on the flip side, that's something I had to learn to be more open, maybe in some ways, you know, with my spirit and my, my soul. And as opposed to like you being on the creative side, having to learn to guard it a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. It really is. And then I feel like, um, my family, like a lot of my family members have the exact same personality. Like we're all very like loving and then, you know, being Hispanic, (laughs) the, the whole, like, lovey-dovey you know thing and and being uh what's the word like just very uh they they use this word in in spanish it's called cariñoso like you're just like you're very loving and you love everyone you know so it's like having all of that kind of in one yeah it's it's so tough and i mean like i said it's a good trait to have it's a good quality but yeah gotta be very cautious because it can get me in trouble (laughs) yeah no that makes sense that makes sense so kind of relative to what you're working on today or what you're up to today and or currently, I guess, as opposed to necessarily today, today, couple, couple questions. So one is what is it like perfecting your craft when you are trying to do multiple different things? How do you, what is your oh process like for that? Because and it, it, this kind of goes back to the acting versus singing versus whatever else. Right. But, you know, I think you talked about, um, uh, doing some writing. And so like you're, you have a bunch of different creative outlets, but you're also driven and very focused. And so I know that, that those aren't really a, um, they're not really just for the sake of relaxing or letting off steam or Mm -hmm. chilling. It's you're, they're purposeful. So how do you go about trying to perfect your craft when there are multiple crafts that you uh, care about? Yeah. Um, so perfecting my craft is probably, I think that's probably like one of the most difficult things for me, um, just because like when, you know, I mean, I guess anyone can really relate, uh, if when, when you're like good at something, essentially, you know, you just almost become like a perfectionist. 
So I actually, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to, you know, like music, acting, uh, whenever I'm doing like an audition, uh, I literally, so, well, and nowadays right now, um, because they're not doing like in-person auditions, I have like my sister taping me and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Can we do it again? Like I'll be in the room for like at least like an hour and a half, two hours, just doing it like 10 times to perfect it. Um, and same thing with music. Like it takes me, you know, a little while to really perfect the song. I'm not like, okay, here you go. That, you know, it's done. I'm like, oh no, like I need to make sure that the melody is right. I need to make sure that the music's right. I need to make sure that, you know, the words like make sense. So I'll like go back. I have this one song right now that I just recently finished writing, I think last month. And I went back in it like just a few days ago and I was like, I hate this line. Like, I, and I, and I can't for the life of me, like figure out this one line. So I'm like, it's like erase. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but yeah, I feel like I've become a perfectionist and yeah. So like perfecting my craft is probably uh, my least favorite thing to do. Um, because yeah, I, it takes me forever to like really, really perfect it. And again, like I said before, like I try to never like actually have it feel like work, um, so, you know, even then I'll try to like still have fun with it and, you know, like put music on while I'm trying to do it, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's yeah. Bottom line. It's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> do you, <laughs> what is your, or I guess, let me ask this as a question. How do you, do, do you treat your perfecting your craft process or working on a project or whatever it is process perfecting craft uh, process do you treat that as essentially you trying to learn how to do it right versus you you know it being a job that you need to do is that is that a fair way of describing the the difference in tone that you try to strike with yourself and is that how you do it yeah i feel like Yes, I do. I do think it's more just like, I want to learn as I go. Um, especially like, so for instance, like with music and the whole writing process, I just recently, like within like the last year, year and a half, um, started to like write on my own. So like before I would do only co-writes, which even like the professionals, like the, the big people, like you'll see on their albums and stuff, like they work with like a ton of different writers. So they co-write all the time. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that, but I had never like ever, I think maybe like one time when I was like 12, I wrote like a little measly little song on my own, but it made absolutely no sense. But yeah, within like the last year, year and a half, um, I've started to do it on like my own. Um, and so for me, yeah, like doing like perfecting it is more just like a way of being like, okay, let's learn as we go. Um, because it is something that's fairly new for me. And with acting, I've been doing it so long and I've had, I mean, I think like over, I don't know, like maybe like 500 auditions now that I've been doing it for so long. So um, like in the audition process though, uh, and like auditioning and, and doing the scenes, doing the, you know, running the lines and everything, that's, that's kind of like where I get um, a lot of my, uh, what's the word? Um, what am I? The word is. <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> I like lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of like where, like in the audition, like as I audition um, is where 
I learn, you know, like how to be a better actor or like, you know, what not to do in the next, you know, audition or, or whatever. I like to look back. I always like watch my tapes back a couple of times until it's perfect. But yeah, I, it's not fun though. It really isn't. It's not, that's probably like the one part where I'm like, oh, man, like this kind of sucks a little bit, but yeah. It, it's well, it sounds like on the good side of things is trying to treat it as a positive discovery process versus, and that's what I mean by a learning process maybe yeah. versus a, this is wrong. I didn't do it right. Right. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say so. Okay. So then how do you stay creative when you're pursuing all of these things? Do you mean like, uh, when I'm not like, in the studio or well just, just how does mandy like, martin stay creative like why haven't you burnt out from being creative for the last you know 20 years or you know how um so i feel like for me i mean so with acting like normally normally like you'll go to like acting classes and you know you'll kind of stay creative there um obviously like within the last few years though i kind of stopped taking acting classes just because i was focusing more on like the music side of everything um, so what I do now and what has actually, you're going to think this is kind of crazy. Maybe, I don't know, but, uh, watching TV and film, like I've started getting really into lots of like different shows and new movies. And it's like being an actor or an actress, uh, whenever you're watching a, a movie or a TV show, like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I'm like, as an actress, like, I'm just like studying like these people's like mannerisms and their behaviors and everything like it's it's so bizarre I'm like I can't watch a movie anymore without being like oh I love that choice you know so I feel like for myself like um yeah I I stay creative with just watching lots of tv film uh with or even like interviews and stuff you know just like learning from like the actors themselves through interviews I'll like look them up on YouTube uh same thing with music you know just kind of like learning you know like okay I think for me too like what I've kind of been challenging myself with lately is it's you know it's so easy to watch an, an interview or get to know someone that you love or are inspired by and compare yourself to them and you know I've caught myself sometimes being like oh that's so great like they're like doing really well and so I've kind of been challenging myself lately to be like, you know what, instead of saying, instead of seeing someone else like succeed and thinking like, oh, like I'm not there yet. I'm challenging myself to be like, no, like what did this person, you know, kind of like studying and learning, you know, about their process and what they did to get to where they are today. Um, and yeah, just kind of like taking those like tips and tricks and kind of, you know, adding them into you know, like whatever, like my process and stuff. And that's really been helping me a lot. Um, and just, you know, just like helping me like stay motivated and inspired, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like, I, that's kind of my process. Um, yeah. Just like watching other people and seeing, you know, what other people do and then just adding that into my, my niche of things. <laughs> okay. The reason yeah. I was smiling so much while you, <laughs> when you were talking about <laughs> That is because you made me so happy. Uh, yeah, that's I, I was literally thinking about this two nights ago, and I'm the I, so I watch a ton of different shows and movies and stuff. Not like not like all the time, but 
um, but pretty consistently. And one of the reasons that I do it, and I was trying to figure out how to put this into words, and that's why I was thinking about it, but is like, I watch for motivation. Um, <laughs> and it's obviously in a different way. I'm not watching to see how an actor is acting necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I love great acting, but, um, but I, so like, and, and what I realized is I watch, I was trying to figure out an answer for friends or family who make a recommendation and mm -hmm. I don't watch or check out that recommendation for weeks or months and months and months sometimes. Yeah. Even though I'm sure it's good. Um, and <laughs> I'll even like right now there's some recommendations sitting out there and it's like, I'm rewatching a show I've seen five times. Um, right. and I was trying to think like, what was my answer for that? You know, like, cause it can come off as like, you know, you're not caring about the recommendation or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and I think the, the answer is, as I was thinking about it is like, I watch the stuff that I watch for motivation. And so like, if I'm thinking about business stuff and like, I've got two or three different business ideas that I'm working on or whatever it is like that, like I'll watch, um, suits. And I love that show. Yeah. And I, that's the one that I'm rewatching again. And I've seen it like, <laughs> five times and, or, awesome. and, and, and the reason is, is like, I'm looking for the motivation associated with, you know, how Harvey and Lewis and Jessica act and like who they are as people in the business world. Now I get it's fake. Right. But that's not the point. The point but, is motivation. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and the same thing with, you know, uh, sometimes when I want to watch, um, you know, something where I'm looking for more, uh, maybe, positive motivation in relationships or things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'll go watch Chuck, um, yeah. or, or, uh, the big bang theory or something along those lines. Um, and so anyway, so that's why I was so happy and smiling. Cause it's like, I, I totally get what you're saying again, different medium, but a hundred percent. And I do the exact same thing. And so, yes, I love, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but the other reason I was smiling is because it tied into one of my questions, which was going to be what recently have you been watching in the last you know month or two or whatever that you've really enjoyed or has had that really positive impact on you or your thinking or motivation? I'm so excited that you asked me that. Um, so yeah, recently, uh, I'd say like within like the last few weeks, I have become obsessed with Outlander. Have okay. you seen it? <laughs> no, it's one of the ones that's been recommended, but I haven't. Oh my it out. gosh, you have to watch it. <laughs> so, like, it's obviously it's a little racy. Obviously, I know um, you have to give that disclaimer on pretty much anything. Yeah, <laughs> so little racy, a uh, little intense, but it's so good. And so, like for me, yeah, like as an actress, for me, it's it's motivated me in so many different ways. Um, like the other day I actually had an audition where like the character was very similar to the, one of the main characters on Outlander. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to play like my inner Claire in this role. And, and it worked, it actually worked. So like, yeah, I have felt super inspired just in like so many different ways. And like the show too, like, like you were saying, the love story, it's very beautiful, but there is, can I just say like, there is something about the main guy where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I've ever actually met like a man like him. So it's kind of like, also, I don't know, like, I think encouraged me, like, cause I'm like, I am, I am single. Like, <laughs> I think it's also <laughs> encouraged me, um, you know, just like in knowing like, 
there's guys out there that are like this, you know? Um, cause he's like, he's like a very like big, like brute man, like man's man, but he has this like super sweet, like heart and just so amazing to like the, the female, like, um, main character. So yeah, I don't know that I I've gotten a lot of things from the show. It's so, so good. I literally binged the first five seasons that are currently out right now. Um, within like the last like week or so, I don't even know. It's kind of bizarre. And, and can I just say, I normally don't do this. So like, like I was saying before, I love TV and film, but I normally don't binge things. So it was pretty shocking. Like it, it must be pretty good. Like if I'm over here binging it in like a week, it's, it's gotta be good, but no, okay. You have to watch it. All right. All right. Well, I, I mean, now that you've described, uh, the main male character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to figure out if I relate or not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go get some tips and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. So I'm going to take a sidestep real quick and stay on this track. So if, okay. if you're looking for a recommendation and if I assume if you like Outlander, you should like this one. It's my favorite okay. show of all time, which is it, it in terms of like, overall awesomeness i have other okay. shows that like i really really love um like chuck <laughs> but <laughs> but this one is like number one um and even beats out suits which is also really high up there and it's called the last kingdom i have heard of it okay so haven't watched it okay so it racy it's it's not that bad overall like there's other things that are mm. worse i'm also the kind of person where i watch a show I literally won't remember anything and I'll make a recommendation. They'd be like, that was, you know, there were like 20 scenes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I just always forget. So I was like, it kind of just like goes over. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not watching it for that stuff. You know, so it's like, I don't right. really remember it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so disclaimer, it's probably more racy than I'm making it sound. Um, but <laughs> like when I say there's like on the few scenes, there might be 20. I don't know, but it's, right. it's not that like bad. Like the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that bad. Um, but the main character is awesome. The entire show, mm -hmm. I've seen it like six times. The entire show is about character development. When you watch it like the first time, unless you're watching it for that reason or with that in mind, you don't really notice it. You just kind of watch it like, oh, this is awesome. And, but like, if you pay attention to the, to the character development, especially if you're like every time yeah. I rewatch it, the reason I rewatch it is every time I rewatch it, there's new lines and new facial expressions that I notice that are directly connected yeah. to the overall story and everything. Um, the last season wasn't unfortunately as good as the first three. Um, but oh, that sucks. I, I, yeah, it's okay, but that's okay. It's still awesome enough. And I still care, care about the main character so much that I don't mind. Um, yeah. it went from like a 10 out of 10 or like a 9.5 out of 10 to like, 7.5 out of 10 in my book. Oh, um, but it's okay. Uh, it's okay. It's still worth it. Okay. Um, okay. And I'll still if, watch if it. you, if you like this outlander character, dude, then my I, guess is you'll like this other character. Cause he starts out pretty rough around the edges and develops as a character mm -hmm. to that sort yes. of person. So, yes. and there's just so many good lines anyway. All right. Moving on. So good. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask is in, 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 I think this ties into what we were talking about previously with being creative and balancing it and whatnot. And then also how you go about creative is your, would you describe your creativity as proactive or reactive? 
And the reason or the image that's in my mind as I ask that question is, you know, I, I've listened to interviews or podcasts or read or whatever it is of different artists. And a lot of them have described themselves as like having this sense of the song, like the song was there and they were just like uncovering it and figure, discovering it. But it was already it, it somehow already existed in the universe and they were you know mm -hmm. drawing from it versus, you know, maybe other people on the flip side of things who are, you know, going note by note crafting this you know masterpiece so which side of those do you feel like you fall into and and maybe i i'm being too uh, black and white with it but i feel like honestly it just kind of depends so i've found myself like i feel like recently the idea will just come to me i don't have anything right I'm, i may have like the melody but um it'll just like be like the idea it just comes and i'm like that's what i want to write about and and then sometimes it's the other way around where it's like, okay, we need to kind of just like start from scratch, you know, and, and we'll start with, with the melody and then we'll just kind of go from there. And hopefully the idea just comes to me. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like usually I would say, um, I like to at least have an idea of what I want to write about because otherwise it, it is a little trickier to do it the other way. So I guess that would be proactive. Um, I mean, if, if, if there's an idea that exists that you're drawing from, it's, I think it's more reactive, um, okay. which that's how, that's how I am. I'm very reactive, you know, yeah. I'll be and, and like, for instance, I'll be watching an episode of suits or whatever. And halfway through, I'll have this like light bulb moment it has nothing to do with the show. It just has to do with something going on in my own you know world. And I'll make a note yes. of it and yeah. like it, it spawns this, you know, maybe 500 word thought in my head of, you know, whatever it is, but me sitting there, like I, you know, I could sit there all day, not watching something and would have two out of, you know, two of them versus watching a show and I might have 30. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then I guess I would say I'm probably more reactive. Um, okay. cause even like the other night I was, um, do you know the belonging church in Nashville? Have you mm -hmm. heard of them? It's like, I think it's Carrie Joe, Carrie Job, Joby, Job. Um, and her husband and like Natalie Grant, it's like a couple uh, okay. like Christian artists who are like the lead worshipers there. So um, they sometimes like do like live streams mm -hmm. um, of their, their like worship sessions. And I stumbled upon it the other day while I was on YouTube and I was like, oh, I'm going to click on it. And as I was like praising and worshiping, an idea came and I'll, or no, it was a melody. And I, I had to like literally stop my phone. Uh, turn on my voice memo and record the melody because it just it just came to me. Um, so yeah, I feel that happens. That actually happens a lot now that I think of it. Happens very very often. Um, I'll just become very. Um, I don't know if it's like just like the creative juices just kind of start you know amplifying in the in in the moment. But yeah, I become there. I feel like I become more inspired when I am like watching a show, watching a movie or, you know, listening to a song that has just like, you know, ignited something in me. So yeah, I, I would probably say I'm more reactive. Okay. To things. <laughs> when you are working on a song, would you say, and your response is to be reactive, right? So when mm -hmm. you're working on a song or creation, are you, what is the what is generally speaking, the results you want the, or the experience you want the audience to have? Are you looking to create something that they are 
maybe having a, a creative, you know, when I say creative, right, I'm responding creatively to things that when I, you know, mm -hmm. in a different way, obviously, than you're responding creatively to things. So are you looking for them to have a creative response to, you know, to, to the song or to whatever it is? Or are you looking to communicate a specific message? You know, what, would, what, yeah. what, what is your goal for the audience, generally speaking? Yeah, for me, it's, it's really wanting the message to uh, like relate to whatever it is that they may be going through. Um, just cause for me, like, as like the process, the songwriting process, the creating the song process, all of it for me is always like very, uh, therapeutic. And so like, I'll like, while I'm doing like the whole process while I'm writing and stuff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I can relate to this, you know? And so for me, it's, it's more, yeah, just wanting the audience, the listener to have that moment of like, of, you know, that, that realization moment of, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to this. Somebody's on my side, you know, like she's gone through it too, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like I would say I, it's more that like wanting the audience to just be able to relate to whatever it is, you know, that, that maybe I went through. And I think for me, it's always, it's always like really cool to, um, to see, uh, you know, like people being able to relate because I'm like, oh my gosh, you relate to me, you know? Um, like not only do they relate to me, but I relate to them too, you know? So it's really, it's just like really kind of amazing to like see that all unfold too. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So what sorts of things, you know, speaking of relating to circumstances or encouraging people in the midst of whatever their circumstances are, whatever, what, um, you know, what are the sorts of things like, where is your head at? You know, a, a lot of people talk about the pandemic and how, like, there's a lot of negative components to that. And I know we were at the beginning, you were talking about how there, you know, you're in a waiting period and, you know, there's been a lot of things making at least life different, if not more difficult relative to the career, yeah. you know, pursuits that you have. And, and and personally, I try and be careful about phrasing the pandemic as like this, you know, the reason that I might, you know, am depressed or like am struggling or something, because I think that there will always be things in life that we can always point to. And it's more about what we're choosing to try and do in the midst of it. Because like, if it wasn't the pandemic, it could have been a car accident. If it wasn't the car accident, yeah. it could have been getting fired from your job anyway. You know, it's just like, you know, exactly. yeah. it's easy to assume that, you know, or it's easy to point towards a particular thing as if that is the issue that's causing you to be miserable or something along those lines. So I'm curious, you know, where would you say, like, where's your mindset been at over the last, you know, year at this point? Um, and then also next to that, what do you do to, you know, to be, I don't not motivated, but continue, you know, continue to maintain positivity, you know, mental health and, you know, fit, fitness, health, whatever, you know, whatever it is, what is kind of like, where have you been at? And then what is your response and what is your, like your personal, you know, uh, yeah, your personal response to where you've been at? Yeah. So when, uh, when the whole like pandemic and everything, the stay at home order was put up last year, around this time last year, um, I had already kind of been dealing with a lot of, um, anxiety and, it just, I mean, like once they were like, y'all are staying at home. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go crazy. Like literally going to go psycho. Um, so I started to kind of panic, uh, cause, 
you know, cause it was just like one of those things where I was like, oh no, I'm already dealing with anxiety and now I have to stay at home. Like, and then what am I going to do? And then the worst part about it too, was the exact same week that they put the stay at home order here. I think it was like March, like 13, 15, something like that, um, was around the same time that, uh, I was just about to start filming, uh, a new show that I had booked called Maverick and it didn't happen. And I remember just feeling so discouraged. I was like, oh my gosh. And so I think something that I kind of learned just like within the last year was a don't bank on anything. Like I was like, I am banking on this show to like, give me everything, you know, that I need and blah, blah, blah. Um, don't bank on anything. Like everything in life is temporary anyways. It's fleeting. Um, when we're putting our hope and our trust and our sense of security and everything like in the things of the world, it's just like, it it may satisfy you for a moment, but it's not going to last forever. So for me, I think where I began to find like peace and, you know, just like, okay, acceptance of like, okay, this is happening, but it doesn't mean that it's going to stay like this forever. It's only momentary. I think just like in my relationship with God, um, I really like started to learn about like myself, about the more important things in life. You know, I, I began to realize, oh, wow, we actually don't have a lot of control over the majority, like 99.9% of the things in our lives. Uh, it really is, you know, God, like he, he is the one in control. So, uh, for me, it was, it was that, like, I, I really began to like lean into my relationship with God. Um, and not that I wasn't already doing it before, but I feel like that really just like heightened it on a whole nother level. Um, and this year in particular, so like every year, I feel like, you know, we always have these like resolutions, like I'm going to work out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Um, and actually the other day on Instagram, I posted something, um, it was just like a picture, you know, like me. I saw it. It's what, it's what, (laughs) it's what spawned this uh, question. You looked awesome. So congrats. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Um, no, but you know, it's so much more than just like physical, uh, this year I told myself at the beginning of the year that I really did want to focus, you know, on my mind, my body and my soul, like really give myself time to focus emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically on just me, you know, kind of like step away from all the noise, all the, you know, the people, the things, whatever, the social media, everything. Um, and I think it's like the first time ever in my life that I've actually like, I've gone through with what I said I was going to do, which makes me so proud of myself. Cause it, you know, it's like, again, like I, I know that I'm not doing it on my own. Like it is truly like all been by the grace of God, but it's like, I, I've never, I've never been one to like actually follow through with things that I've said I was going to do. Um, not like, you know, I'm, I'm more so saying like with like resolutions and stuff. So <clears throat> it's been really amazing to like experience, you know, this, this newfound um, sense of, I guess, I mean, not, not control, but control, you know, where, where I've, uh, yeah, or, or discipline, really, it's really discipline, not control, discipline, um, where, yeah, like every day, you know, I take intentional time to really just, you know, focus on my mind, 
like step away from all the noise, put the, put my phone down, you know, and just kind of like reflect, be with the Lord in, you know, a moment of prayer or worship or whatever it may be, you know, focusing on my body, giving myself that like attention, you know, that I wasn't given it before where I'm like now focusing on what it is that I'm eating, you know, what it is that I'm putting into. So I feel, you know, essentially, yeah, I feel like from last year to now I have seen, I mean, an impeccable amount of change in just like every aspect of my life. It's not perfect. It never will be. Uh, I wish it was, but it, you know, it's not, but yeah, I've just seen so much growth and I've seen, um, yeah, just like that, that discipline, you know, like I've, I've had more discipline over myself just in general. And it's been amazing to see. So yeah, (laughs) it, it, we started from the bottom and now we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Further up and further in always. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. No, that's, that's really, really awesome to hear. And it's, you know, I think that's one of the positive ways that I, I really hope people can latch on to the difference between a, you know, like we were talking about Instagram and, and, mm-hmm. you know, even being in, um, in, in the creative space and, and, you know, in acting and then you know, things like that. And I don't mean to assume or prescribe too much. Right. But I think, you know, one of the common topics of our society is like, Oh, we, you know, we have, we have to look a certain way. We have to be a certain way. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's a difference between that being your mentality and your mentality being doing what's actually, you know, it's you know scientifically, logically, you know, justifiably, uh, you know, good and healthy for your body. Right. And, exactly. you know, sure. The results might be more positive, right. In terms of what mm-hmm. society, you know, appreciates, but that's not like, that's not really what's important. What's important is, you know, what you were saying and the things you were saying in terms of, you know, actual exercise and mm-hmm. eating like the, the thing is the, is the biggest is like what we're eating. Like that's one of the things yeah. just in general, I don't, I don't understand, you know, why people, you know, choose to, to consume such horrible stuff. It's like, it's I really know. bad for yeah. your body. And it, it's not so much that you can't get, you, you can get away with it now, but when you, not to get too, you know, health focused here, but right. When, <laughs> when, when you understand that like your body completely replaces every cell in your body, you know, I think it's like once a year or something like that, or like you're a completely new person every six yeah. to seven years or something. Right. Like once you understand that it's like, you know, those cells are being fed and energized by whatever it is that you're eating now. And so go yeah. through, you know, 30 years of revolution. And it's like, you know, of that process. And it's like, it's not going to be good unless you're building a healthy foundation now. And again, going back to what you were talking about, which is like, that doesn't, you know, guarantee anything, right? Yeah. Um, because we're not, we can't, we're not in control of, of, of much of anything. And so, yeah. you know, that's still, you know, negative things can still happen, but I, I, I love your approach. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay. So I have a couple different types of questions um, as we get to the end here. So one thing that I wanted to ask was if there was a favorite podcast or a couple different favorite podcasts or interviews with actors or actresses or, um, you know, artists, creatives, like whatever that you've really appreciated the most. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. I actually, I'm not really like a podcaster. Uh, but when I do listen to them, 
it's normally like ones, well, I mean, obviously now I'm going to listen to you, Britton. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I actually, I just recently did, um, also like another podcast with two really sweet new friends. Um, they're from Australia and their podcast is called a love like this. It's like very like faith-based. Um, they have like lots of like men, women, um, kind of talking about a lot of different things, you know, like body positivity and, you know, God-given gifts and just like a lot of different stuff. So I feel like for me, um, if I were to say like, you know, the ones that I am into, um, it's, it's the ones, yeah, kind of like, you know, like yours right now, like where you're just kind of like talking or, um, about like life or, you know, I don't know, career or faith-based, you know, um, I don't really know many in particular. I think there was this other one. I can't remember what it was called, but the girl, um, who, who like, it's like her podcast, her name is, I think Mallory Irvin. Um, can't remember what her podcast is called, but yeah, I, I, I listened to a few of hers and it was just like, so inspiring. Um, she normally has like, uh, like girls like come on and it's just, yeah, it's just very like encouraging. Um, I love like the whole, you know, women empowerment podcast. <laughs> Those are always great, but yeah, I mean, I would, I feel like I need to get into the whole po podcast scene because there's a ton of content out pretty there. cool. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a lot out there. And, and the reason I was asking is because when you were talking about finding motivation or creative energy and things like that, one of the mm -hmm. things that you mentioned was listening to artists or actors and actresses um, do yeah. interviews and podcasts. So that's, that's why I was curious if any of those had yeah. really started. Yeah, I normally, it's normally like YouTube, like I'll find their interviews. YouTube counts, YouTube uh, counts. Yeah, okay, there you go. So then, yeah, I normally do like uh, YouTube. Um, I'll listen to like, you know, right now I've been listening to a lot of like the Outlander interviews, <laughs> um, just cause I'm like, honestly, I'm, I'm so, I, I don't want to use the word obsessed cause that's like kind of ridiculous, but Thank you I, I just like really love it. I've been super, you know, like motivated and inspired by, you know, their work and, and even just like who they are as people like outside of, you know, their, their job and you know their their characters like they're actually like amazing people so um yeah so i'll just like go on youtube i'll find like they have a lot of um uh like there's this one called like the actor's table or something like that again i can't quite remember all the names of them but yeah they'll have like tons of actors just like come in and you know they'll tell their story it's just very like inspiring very motivating um so yeah for me it's more like youtube i'll, I'll like look it up on youtube or you know watch the ones that are recommended but yeah. Okay. I need to get on that podcast game though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what are, or no, are there any artist documentaries that you've watched and enjoyed and like ones that come to mind, like there's, you know, an older Elvis mm -hmm. Presley one. There's, I think this is Johnny Cash one. Ooh, oh. Taylor Swift's came out, um, you know, a few years ago, a couple years ago, whatever it was. Um, yes. there are a few like that are there any of those that you've watched that you loved? So I've actually been wanting to watch the Britney Spears one. Cause I've heard that one's like okay. really good. And people are like, Oh no, I actually like my heart goes out to her type deal. <laughs> um, so I've been wanting to watch that one, but I haven't recently the other day though, I don't know how I stumbled upon, um, in, I think it was like, uh, it was like a short or maybe it was just like videos of Elvis like now that you mention it, um, 
I think I had stumbled upon Priscilla Presley and then I was like, I want to like watch. So I looked up, I think it was like Elvis's like last show or something like that. I just became so like intrigued to see like how this, you know, where, where he was like mentally, like where, you know, his state was um, mentally and just like physically and stuff. And it was actually kind of like upsetting. Like (laughs) he just looked so ill and I was like, oh no, like he actually was like, you know, like right before he passed away, not in the best place. And it just, um, it seemed like the people too around him, they weren't really like doing anything for him. Um, and it, I don't know, it was just like really sad, like to watch. Um, so I, I became like weirdly intrigued by that. Um, and I mean, other than that, like recently I haven't really watched too many documentaries. I've been wanting to also kind of like get back on that, but yeah, the Elvis one the other day was kind of, I was like, oh wow. It like really opened my eyes, you know, to like, um, just kind of like what he was actually dealing with. And unfortunately the people around him in his corner at the time just weren't really, you know, helping the poor guy. So yeah, I became super intrigued by that the other day, weirdly enough, but have yeah, you seen, have you seen, um, speaking of that topic, have you seen the Johnny Cash movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. So good. I, I love that movie. I, the ending didn't quite go as all the way because like yeah. the end of his life, it's both sad because he still continued to struggle, but also super positive in terms of what he chose to do with, you know, with, um, with his life and career yeah. um, and voice. But I, I, the reason I was asking, cause I feel like he and his story prevents or, or presents a slightly more, you know, redemptive arc to kind of the same yeah. circumstances and, and situation. So. Yeah, I did. I did see that movie. I actually watched that like a good few years ago. So okay, I don't remember it fully, but yeah, I do remember it being very, very good. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So then I think the final question we'll see. Um, okay. I'm curious as you're thinking about your future, your career, your artistry. Have you thought about anything pertaining to NFTs and cryptocurrency and anything about that? And it, or have you even heard of it? And I'm, I was just about to say, I have not. <laughs> so the reason I'm asking is like, this is something that I've been watching a lot of YouTube about. Um, okay. And so uh, have you heard of like Bitcoin and Ethereum and like yes. cryptocurrencies? Okay. So basically what, a, you know, different artists are doing and not just artists, YouTube content creators, all kinds of people are okay. creating these things called um, non-fungible tokens, which basically means it's like a, it's a digital token entity, which mm-hmm. can't be altered or hacked or anything. It just exists. And they're assigning essentially value to those to those tokens and so like one um really famous there's some controversy around this but it's the best case in point the most widely reported is the there's a a painter i think he does like you know graphic um graphic design paint and all kinds of stuff anyway mm-hmm. a painter called beeple and he just sold like a token for um, a bunch of different art and it was like for 69 million dollars and wow. essentially what artists are trying to do is either it's there's two ways to treat it. So one is um, if you're like a painter, you can take you can create an NFT and it's you do it through mining and there's a whole technical side to it. But 
you mine the NFT, you create this NFT, and it's directly tied to your art piece. And so whoever owns the art can prove that it's their art and it's the original with like the ownership of this NFT because it you can track the history of ownership um, on the blockchain, you know, through this Whoa, that's awesome. NFT history, basically. And yeah. but what like one of the things that people are talking about trying to do from an artist perspective is if say you nandy were to create um you know 20 nfts 20 nft uh tokens mm -hmm. and you would then sell them for you could do it via auction or at a fixed price or whatever and you could assign specific value to those nfts so so for instance if you were like you know I don't know, I'm just making this up. But if you were Justin Bieber and you had a Justin Bieber, you know, NFT, then maybe it comes with it's it's you have always have lifetime backstage passes and you oh, get 0.001% cool. of his earnings or whatever. And obviously we wouldn't do Justin Bieber wouldn't need to do that, but like if you as a starting artist were like, yeah. "Hey, I'm trying to get started instead of signing to a label or something, I create X amount of NFTs." so and so you know as many people can buy them and then those people can either resell them and you always get 10 percent of the resale value and or you know they can get like 0.05 percent of your earnings over the next 10 years or over lifetime so it's a way for in theory it would be a way for uh you know patrons to essentially support directly support their their you know favorite artist um without that artist having to go through like traditional um you know, traditional means of, you know, promulgating and selling and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's why it's just, it's ah. completely different, completely. It's still like very, very new. Um, and people are still that figuring it so out, neat. but that's why I was curious. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't, I've only ever heard of Bitcoin, but even that, like, I didn't really know anything of it, um, which I'm like, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but, uh, yeah, no, that's amazing. I think that's super cool. I'd love to like learn more about that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super. It's super interesting, crazy. Um, and if you ever yeah. like want to learn more, I can always send you some stuff that I've been watching, but, um, it's definitely, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely new. So, okay. Um, well let, uh, I think we should wrap this one up. Where can people, where can, and, or where should people find you? Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram at Nandy Martin. Um, and then well, I don't post too much on YouTube anymore, but if you wanted to go uh, watch any YouTube videos, um, that's also Nandy Martin. Okay. Awesome. And they can find you on, they can find your music on Spotify. Yes. Yes. Spotify, Apple music, new single being released very, very soon, hopefully in April. So hopefully this coming month. So stay tuned. That's very exciting. Yes. I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Nandy, for coming on. I loved this episode. I think this. I think this is my longest episode to date. Which um, really exciting. Oh, yes, because I've been trying to keep them shorter, but then I always <laughs> talking to interesting people. I always have so many questions. So yeah. No, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. We will see you next time.